Welcome to Motherhood on Tap, the podcast for mamas who laugh their way through the struggles of parenting. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. And this is a special mini-sode. Yeah! Minnesota, girl. Minis- not, not to be confused with Minnesota. Not Minnesota, just a mini-sode. Like an episode, but smaller. So, girl, what are we talking about? Well, because I brought it up so many times in our random crap from the internet, we are reviewing a very Brady renovation. Yay! Yay! Who's ready for some cheese? Yes, and if you haven't, and don't worry, I know we're like a month behind from the show actually Right. Wrapping. But, you know, it's HGTV, so they'll probably show it about 20 times before. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And Bra- let you know if it's... Brace yourselves. Because it's so iconic. Iconic. Drink. So, if it, for anyone who is not familiar with the series or has not heard many of our previous discussions on it, earlier this year, or was it back in 2018 at this point... It was 2018, 2018, September 2018. The house that had served as the exterior mm-hmm. for the Brady Bunch house, literally just an existing house that they took, you know, video shots of and used it for transitions on the show. It went up for sale and HGTV bought it and decided that they were going to renovate the interior and exterior for that matter, but mostly the interior of the house to actually look like the Brady Bunch Soundstage. Soundstage. Because the house itself looked completely different. On the inside. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) And so this show, and I don't don't know about you, but I definitely went through a phase when it was on Nick at Night where I loved watching The Brady Brady Bunch. I have to say, I am also a rerun kid. I never got to see it, like the originals, Mm -hmm. but... Because we weren't invented yet. I remember watching on Nick at Night, and I remember... I remember if it was TBS or TNT, they used to show it in the afternoons after mm-hmm. school, so we would watch it, and I kind of would be like, that show is really cheesy, but I loved it. it. So you loved it, but you probably loved Full House, too, right? I didn't. You didn't? Okay. Oh, you don't? Thank God somebody else doesn't like Full House. <laughs> it. I just, for some reason, I didn't watch that, and I didn't watch Saved by the Bell, and then <gasps> now, now that I'm older, I, I like have tried watching episodes, and it just... Yeah, I find them cheesy because I didn't have that connection to them when I was a kid. Oh, see, for me, I have my own Zach attack. I love some Zach Morris. I'm sorry. <laughs> Giving Pamela so much side eye right now. You can give me all your side eye all you want to. Mark Paul Gossler was fine. Anyway, side note, but yes, I remember watching it and it was just... It was cheesy. I remember there there were a few episodes that were really funny that we liked. I always loved Alice. Me too. I always, you know why? Because she, even though the parents would always be like the people that would teach the mm-hmm. overall lesson, she was like no nonsense. She she was always just like get it. Yeah, but also hilarious. But hilarious in the same in that way. And I just, even though she was the living maid slash cook. Mm-hmm. She hardly did anything. I wanted to be Alice. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes. She kept that place spick and span. She sure did. But what? But yes, I did love watching that show when I was younger. So, for, as we mentioned, the actual house house that's in LA mm-hmm. does not match the soundstage, obviously. Right. But what HGTV didn't, re- or they didn't think about at the time, they looked at the original blueprint of the house and then the original layout of the sound soundstage. So here's some 
some issues that came up. Soundstage, technically a two-story house on the show. Mm-hmm. Real house, split level. Yeah. So that's one issue. All of the rooms are actually smaller than the original Brady rooms. Yeah, there's very big difference square footage-wise. Yes. And the biggest thing is they didn't want to change any of the curb appeal, meaning the skyline, the roof line of the house. Right. So they, they wanted... No matter how you're looking at the house from the front, they didn't want anything to look noticeably different from what it had been on TV. Right. Whatever the exterior shots looked like, that's what it was going to look like. So they could not technically build a second story because Mm -hmm. then it would peek up above that roof line and it would ruin it. So what they decide to do is build a one-level second story in the back of the house to house the kids' bedrooms and their Jack and Jill bath. Yes. And the family room and kitchen. Because the actual, the real house's kitchen slash living room slash entranceway is, is being gutted and renovated to the master bedroom, Mike's den, and the entranceway and mm-hmm. the living room. Yes. So that's what all that's becoming. All I have to say is kudos. I mean, yes, the designers, yes, they come up with it. But kudos to the construction people. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to get into that later. But just, holy crap. Um, so HGTV, first they get, first they get, they buy the house. Then they sit down. They show, like, their brainstorming meetings where they're like, so how do we make this a show? What designers do we bring on board? Uh, obviously, they wanted to get all six of the Brady kids because, sadly, we lost Florence Henderson last year, I think. It's sometime relatively recently. It's very recently. And, yeah. um, you know, Alice died several years ago. And then Robert Reed died back in the early 90s, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I love Florence Henderson. Like, in real life, God, she's so sassy and scrappy. She was so... Oh, she was just... The oh, best. oh, one story that they shared that just shows you about how scrappy she is. Susan Olson, who played Cindy, said that she got tired because he in the in the episodes, whenever he would come in, he would go, honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And so I would guess it was just take after take. And it was right. like the 12th take or something. And she was just so sick of it. She threw her shoe at him and was like, get the hell out of here. I'm tired of looking at you. <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> and they all started laughing. And I'm like, love it. I'm like, how oh, can she be? That is just fun. I love that. So they have a private, they said out of their privacy, like if they didn't want to do it, you know, they didn't um, film that meeting to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Though they filmed the outside of the restaurant that they had the meeting with. Of course. In the windows, which was kind of freaky. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like say Pamela wouldn't hack it in reality TV. I would not. I would be a horrible producer. Like, oh, oh, they they don't want us to shoot this. Let's go over there. Anyway, All right, Brady Bunch. Back to Brady Bunch. So all six kids get on board, and they will be making this home look like the 1970s show. Right. However, it's still also going to be a fully functional house, which I think so, is like, pretty cool. The plumbing will work. The electricity will work. Mm-hmm. So it's not just they're gutting it for show. So in order for them to be able to work on the house, but also figure out where to find all these authentic pieces, lay out the house and everything, they 
I guess, rent or purchase the house next to it or near it. And I forgot about a, that, yeah. And they set up a command center in the garage. Yes. And they even have, like, a model of the house. They have blueprints. And then they have these big TVs where, like, they have just, like, screenshots of the show. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, watching episodes of the show over and over again and pausing it. It's hilarious. And is this where we get the team together? This is where the teams start to come together. Oh, Of designers. Um, I didn't write down all the designers. It's okay. We've got the Property Brothers. Yeah. Who, who yeah, a lot of screen time with them. It gets exhausting. Um, we have the mother and daughter from Good Bones. I love them. I love, the mother is who I want to be when I grow I up. I do too. Because she, she's like... I'm going to annoy you and embarrass you on purpose, but I'm still going to be totally adorable while I do it. In one of the episodes, she wears a shirt that says, wildly unpleasant. And if I could find that, or if anybody can find that in toddler size, Mm -hmm. I'd love to get that for Aurora. (laughs) Um, And then we also have Tara from Hidden Potential. Yes. And Lara Spencer from Flea Market Flip, who is... Okay. Kind of irks me lately. Uh, Tara? I thought her name was Jasmine. Yes, her Jasmine. Name, she looks like someone I know named Tara. That's why I called it Jasmine. Jasmine. Wow, and then we you. have the husband and wife, the Fords. Mm-hmm. I forget the. And their their show is really catchy. Restored by the Fords. That's it. Are they are they siblings or hubs, husband and wife? I thought they were husband and wife. Am I, wrong? I don't know. Let I've me. never watched that show, so I'm not sure. I'm going to Google it real quick. But yes, yeah, so that that are the set of designers. Mm-hmm. And the Property Brothers alone are just, like, HGTVing all over the place. Like, back in the day when, like, before everything used to be, like... Oh, they are brother and sister. Show. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, if you think back to the old days of, like, you know, trading spaces and all the, like, really cheesy, over-the-top designers they have on that, that's the kind of spirit that this whole show, show was filled with. Like, it was just a lot. Like, I never thought I would miss... The snippy couple from Flip or Flop. But I'm like, at least they're not this. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is just so excited to get this house renovated. It just seems like every episode, someone is just emphasizing how much they love the show. And you can do that, but but still just to take it down a few notches. You don't have to try to be funny and make these like really like... Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, but the Property Brothers are quite sure of themselves. They are. And I mean, hey, they're very talented. And I like the actual stuff that they create. It's just in this environment. It's just like, okay, just mm, take it down a peg. More than a peg. Um, So many pegs. So after they have, so all the designers are in the room together. And they go through the floor plan versus the actual house blueprint. Mm -hmm. And so they decide... One, to do that second story in the back of the house for those extra rooms. Um, They're going to keep the style based on the very first season, but they are going to do Greg's attic, which was later on in the later seasons where Greg moves upstairs into the attic and has his own space. But again, it's not a two-story house. So there is a garage level rec room that they will turn that into the attic space. So that's what they decide to do overall. So from that, they decide it's going to be about a six-month project, mm-hmm. which they condense. huge. Yeah, they condense it down to four episodes, but this is over a six-month period. Mm-hmm. And episode one starts with the out- outside, the exterior of the home, making it look like the actual 
um, exterior shots of the show because what they did was some movie magic. Um, and then they do the living room and the entranceway. Yes. So that's what they cover in episode, the rest of episode one. So the exterior of the house, it did not originally have that window up at the top. Mm-hmm. It was apparently they just kind of stuck it on there for the exterior shots and then took it down. It was a fake window. Which makes sense because when you see it without it, you're like, that's kind of just a big blank space there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. it's just funny how yeah. you would like movie magic, like, Hang it. Boop. Boop. Take a picture. And done. also little things like the the paint has either faded or been painted a slightly different color over the years. Yes. And so they were trying to really zero in on getting it just right and the landscaping and everything like that. And I love how they've come up with these particular colors back then. So they call the outside of the house the Brady Beige. <laughs> and so I'm, and all I can think of, because I always joke with my mom, my mom loves like every color of off-white there is so beige taupe ecru she she'd loves be very everything. at home at the she, department of transportation she so would and so and maybe that's why in my house as my husband says at least upstairs in the bedrooms our house looks like easter egg colors releasing myself from the oppressive taupes of my youth i had I, my room used to be a dark not a complete navy blue but a darker blue mm-hmm. and as soon as i like was officially married off my mom went and painted it like freaking beige color and she's like it's so much lighter in here now i'm like it's it's like carpenter white like this is depressing there's no character to it where's the personality i know so yeah the brady beige it may i just got a good chuckle with that so yeah they make sure that all the outside landscaping looks like the exterior shots the owners had put this masonry wall up because there were some pretty overzealous fans that would come up into the yard to take pictures and stuff and so they put that up as a way to deter them, but they did remove them at that point, at yes. this point with the renovation. Yeah. And I will say, I'm, I'm sure they did an effective job keeping people off their lawn, but it, it wasn't the most attractive fence I had ever seen in my life. Oh, by the way, what I, one part in the beginning is one of the executives, they call the town, the city of Los Angeles, the mayor's office, because mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to have a lot of traffic. We're going to have a lot of, you know, filming. Is this going to be a problem? And, like, his assistant's like, no, the mayor of the city is a big Brady Bunch fan. So he's, like, totally on board. We'll give you whatever you want. And, like, this HGTV executive is, like, fist pumping the air. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, yes! And I'm just, I'm just laughing. I'm like, only in today's society. I don't think 40 <sighs> years ago somebody would be fist pumping the air about them making a show to renovate a house to, mm-hmm. to to match what was on TV. Anyway. It I doesn't think, take much to make us happy these days. I, I just think that our generation, even the Gen Xers, we are very much a generation that loves nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Compared to previous generations, maybe. Especially when it comes to TV, because, you know, TV hadn't been around that long for no. earlier generations, so... You hadn't really had time to accumulate. I mean, cable was a new thing with me being Mm -hmm. little. Like, I remember when my parents finally got cable, I was like, dang, we got more than like eight channels. Um, But I think our generation is very much nostalgia. So I just thought about that, like the masonry wall and like traffic and stuff. And it's like, no, the mayor mayor of the city is like, go for it. We'll block off whatever you want. Like traffic isn't bad enough as it is in L.A. Right. 
So here are some other little hiccups that they go through working on the living room. So they get the exterior right. They change the light fixtures out. And all I could think of was, holy smokes, Batman, as the rectangles. Like, everything's, like, square rectangled outside. Very, very 70s, 60s styling. Boxed. Yes. Um, But then when they go into the entranceway, they have to gut, like, everything. Because it it looks nothing like the ranch-style layout of the soundstage. No, you walk in the doors, and there's this big closet thing here like a wall thing Mm -hmm. and it does sink down but when it sinks down it sinks down towards the uh, a walkway to the kitchen and then also the living room area there's no den um there's no open space there's no staircase because it's split level the staircase Mm -hmm. is actually in behind that closet space that iconic staircase is not there. Iconic drink. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that in a minute. Ugh. So the iconic staircase poses a problem with that, too, because it is a, a split level. They can't, again, move the roof line, so they can't bring it up more. So how are they going to do it? And so they bring in Mer- um, Maureen McCormick, Marsha. Mm-hmm. To get her opinion on it. And so this is these are their two... Um, Options. Options. Thank you. So, one is they can lower the floor Mm -hmm. to make the angle and make all 12 stairs for the staircase. So, that Mm -hmm. means they would have to not only gut the living room, but then, like, take the foundation down and lower it. Or... They can only, they can build eleven stairs and keep the angle as it is and not mess with the floor. I thought the options were do twelve stairs but it's at the wrong angle or do eleven stairs and it's at the right angle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. But but it is at the wrong angle, but they still have to lower the floor. Oh, they still have to lower the floor. Yes. Wow. And so Maureen said it's actually more of the look and the angle of the steps, not how many stairs it is. So they decide to go with just the 11. I'm glad that she picked that because that's what I was, that's what my brain immediately yes. was like. Yeah, the angle is more important than the yes. number of stairs. And the Property Brothers agreed because it was the least work, I think, mm-hmm. to do. They're high-fiving each other and she's like, okay, sweet, sweet, glad I helped. <laughs> Um, another thing is finding the right props, the right furniture, because not everything was kept from the TV show. And if you remember, they had movies in the 90s. They did mm-hmm. the very Brady movies. Um, but the movies, like the props and stuff, were just a little bit different from the TV show. So yeah. they have some of the stuff from the movies that they can like redo, paint, that sort of thing to make mm-hmm. it look like that. But some things are not there. So they set up a website to crowdsource. Yes, because there's there's so much stuff. I'm ex- I was it's an entire like, household worth of I know, materials. but I was shocked that there's so many people that were like, I have those like 70s style fake grapes that's on their coffee table. Mm-hmm. I have that curio cabinet. And I'm like, who the hell keeps this shit? I, <laughs> especially for things like furniture pieces. I wonder if people, did they donate them or did they, were they compensated in some way? They did not say. They did not say uh, on the show. I know. I, I wish they had said though, because it just, because something's like, yeah, grapes, who cares? Like, yeah. that's, you know, that curio bucks. cabinet though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a solid piece of furniture. Or that fl- that plush giraffe that they do later. Uh, well, that's episode two. But yeah, uh-huh. I mean, like, some of that stuff is collector items that 
they don't make anymore. Right. Yeah. So they start crowdsourcing. They find a few things. What I found interesting is, one, they can't find the right fabric for the living room couches or the chairs. Mm-hmm. So they act- you can actually go to places now and get it printed on mm-hmm. fabric. Like, you can print your own kind of fabric. Isn't that the coolest thing? And then they can stitch it onto furniture and make it look like it was made that way. Yeah. The textile major in me was so excited to see them doing all that stuff. You majored in textiles? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't know that was your undergrad. Yeah. Textile and apparel management. Really? And my my graduate degree, too. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought it was in business for some reason. It's basically a business degree, but with textile specialty. Like manufacturing and stuff like that? Yeah. Manufacturing, branding, that kind of thing. See, and the artistic person in me is like, ooh, like the tech person, because they show them pulling and how they did it. So the tech person in me found it interesting how they did it. So they took a screenshot from the TV show, mm-hmm. zoomed in, and then they were able to like cut out that leaf uh, pattern for the couch mm-hmm. and put it into that program and then print that junk out. So they they managed to, by collaborating with these artists and also by bringing in the Brady cast mm-hmm. and really kind of finessing it, they're able to replicate that fabric. And most of that stuff for the show was probably custom made by the set designer or for the set designer. I love that they could print that. There was also a Drew and Jonathan competition over the horse mm-hmm. that sits on the credenza as you come into the living room. Mm-hmm. And that horse was made particularly famous during a very Brady sequel. So Jonathan, is it Jonathan that finds the one that was used in the movie? I can't remember which one was which. <laughs> I can't either. And so they get Christopher Knight, who played Peter, to help them out. And he's like, well, this one on the right is the actual horse used in the show, but it doesn't have any legs. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that they found is the one that was used in the movie, but it has the legs. So they get a 3D printing truck Mm -hmm. to scan both of them. And, like, so they scan the horse that has the legs so they can have the leg form, Mm -hmm. flip it to show how it would fit on the other one, print out those legs, and they basically, like, glued it all together. It's pretty cool, because apparently he works in, like, special effects now. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, they all, even though they they're, didn't continue acting, they all found their way in some sort of artistic format. Also, I would just like to say, I love Barry Williams. I want him to just come over to my house and have coffee and sit and talk. <laughs> He's very much got the, like, fun uncle vibe now. He does! I want him to just come over for coffee and chill with me. Am I wrong? No. Am I weird? No. Yeah, well, yes, but not for that reason. <laughs> I'm reviewing Love a very I'm reviewing a very Brady renovation, of course. I'm weird. Um, so the concept of the show is to have the Brady kids help as much as they can, but then they do eventually kick them out so they mm-hmm. can do sort of a surprise reveal. So they reveal the entranceway and the living room. They truly gutted this place. Yeah. And made it huge. Unrecognizable. It is unrecognizable. And it actually does. I firmly think it looks super close to the show. I think it actually looks better than what the Brady movies did. It looks fantastic. It does. Now, my thoughts on that is there's a lot of brick and carpet. Yes. 
I didn't realize there was that much masonry. <laughs> it's a lot of brick. But something I thought was cool that they pointed out was all the stonework that's in the house. Yes. Especially all on the interior. It yes. was all styrofoam originally. Right. Or fake it's a, stone. Yeah, because it's a, it's a soundstage. But they did it all in real stone. Yes, and by hand. Not like wallpapery yes. or even by the chunks. It's super 60s and 70s obviously oh yeah i mean but it looks great sunken living room they they replicated fantastically yeah and then they had the kids come and sit in the living room to make it look like when they used to watch tv yeah it's really adorable and like they open the door to come in and like half of them start crying and it's just like they were saying this is the first time they've actually been able to walk in walk in the brady house at the Brady house and yeah. not just the soundstage. Yeah. And I, I, what I find funny is like Barry Williams, who played uh, Greg, he keeps saying, it's just weird being in the room and there's a roof. Yeah. That must be such a mind F after all those years of like, it's yeah. kind of the same. I mean, they not grew really. up on the set. And yeah, I mean, it's, it is. I can, I can only imagine. So that is episode one. So, episode two, yes. Very Brady Renovation. Do you want to give um, kind of a quick summary and then we can go into details? Yes. So, in this episode, they are renovating Mike's, they are, well, renovating to make the rooms for Mike's den, the kids' be- bedroom, so both the boy and the girls' bedroom, mm-hmm. and then their Jack and Jill bath. Yes. Which is very interesting because that is part of the addition, right? Yes. Yes. That is part of the addition that's in the backyard. So it's not really upstairs. It's out and around. (laughs) But it it is upstairs. Technically. But it's just upstairs and down the hall in the addition. Yes. So they they are renovating, which this is all new construction to, which except for Mike's den, they gutted part of the living room Mm -hmm. foyer area out to be his Mike's den where he used to sit and... Work. Yeah, he worked. He was an architect. Yes. So, those are the basics. It's mainly Barry Williams, who played Greg, that's Mm -hmm. helping. And then, I forget their names every time, but the people that played Cindy and Bobby... And this, they, they're I'm, actually I'm scrolling through my Susan and Mike. They're the three that I have found watching all of these. They're in, they really are in this reno compared mm-hmm. to the other ones. I don't know. I'm not saying any, I'm not dissing the other ones. Maybe their schedules are a little bit tighter and stuff, or just I don't know what. For, I do know but, that Eve Plum, who played Jan, she lives on the East Coast. She lives in New York. So, right. So I think because of that, she might have had some more logistical limitations that could be and i'm not like i said i'm not trying to put anybody down i just i made a mental note of like wow they're really in on this so they first is it is it jasmine roth is that who it is that did the mic stand with him okay and i forget who the designer was with the kids bedrooms and bath uh mina and karen that's right side note am i the only one who thinks that one bathroom for six kids is not Oh, it's stupid. It's a logis- logistical nightmare. With one sink. One toilet and one Well, on the show, they never showed the toilet, so I they know, actually but had to outfit for a toilet. I know, but, but but in theory, go with me. <laughs> How did all six of them get ready? I'd say, damn it, Mike, you're an architect. Set your family up better than that. 
So I have just some high level touching points on these. So with Mike's Den, what they did is they took, I'm sorry, I said the living room, but it's the, from the existing kitchen and part of the hallway. And then like a small section of the existing living room is how they carved out Mike's Den. Mm -hmm. They said it was probably one of the most challenging rooms to recreate because the original house didn't have a actual den. So they had to go in and just gut and chop and piece it all together right because it was kind of an l-shaped room Mm -hmm. i remember that and all i have to say is watching them even though they kind of fast forward through all that random stuff i just really want to use power tools Mm -hmm. i just give me the drill so i know you said you weren't super excited about i don't care about the kids i don't care about the kids or the den i'm like yeah i thought the den was pretty cool no it's cool i just it was never anything that just I did like how they found that drafting table and then they took the green vinyl and mm-hmm. recovered it. Yeah. Like, I liked how they have been able to crowdsource a lot of the stuff. And if it doesn't fit, they have found, who knew, that there are ways to fix things to mm-hmm. make it look like it was from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say I love the kids' bedrooms in the sense of the big giant plush giraffe mm-hmm. that went in there. But the one thing that I made note of is that the re- it actually rains in L.A., which it hardly ever rains in L.A., but it, it rained for 11 straight days, which never happens. Yeah, because they kind of breezed over this in the first episode, but this is the part of the house where they had to actually, like, build an entire addition. Like, and put lay the, the whole foundation. And, and they, yeah, yeah. They, they were trying to get the foundation poured and the frame built, but they... We're stuck for 11 days. Yeah, you can't pour concrete when it's... well. The, I can't remember the last time it rained here for 11 days, straight, let alone yeah. in Southern California. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like, well, it's wet and the cement's wet. Like, even after it stops raining, you still can't pour concrete. Like, you have to mm-hmm. wait a day or two to make sure the ground levels out because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna that's It'll how you sink. get the air yeah. pockets and stuff for it to sink it's, it's all bad it's just bad and that's not normal and uh, even one of the designers was like it's la why is it raining <laughs> why is it still raining so there was that and then um they were looking for that big giant plush giraffe and so like i said in the last episode they crowdsourced on this website and this woman in wisconsin had that giant four foot tall or whatever giraffe Mm -hmm. the exact same giraffe and a part of me is like where one where did these people get these things back then and who thought in their mind to i'm gonna save this giant plush giraffe there are collectors everywhere and also there are people who just happen to have them like with no thought whatsoever about the show and just say oh they need this Cool, you can take this random four-foot giraffe that I have. So something I thought was cool from this episode is the same company that they used previously to recreate the ivy fabric pattern for the sofa in the yes. living room. They helped them recreate the wallpaper, wallpaper for both the girls' and the boys' rooms. That's what I made a note of was the wallpaper, and I couldn't remember why I have wallpaper written down. But yes, wall because I thought... This is insane. I love this idea, though, Mm -hmm. that you can go online, upload, and print it. 
Assuming you've got a deep enough pocketbook for it, I, well, I assume. Right. Well, I, well, I did like with the Ivy that they had from the last episode where they just took a piece of the picture from the screenshot mm-hmm. of the TV show, zoomed in. I guess that's just the techie in me that's like, that's so cool. It is really cool. I yeah. love that kind of stuff. So the little sailboats and the what sail- was the little girl's room? I forget. It was like this really pink flowery pattern right okay so i think the boys room is what really impressed me just because if you look at the original it's so intricate and there's so many different aspects to it and they recreate it so it like the exact same ships and pieces of the wallpaper are on the same spots on the wall yes and they did and they did a wonderful job finding all of the props yes and then um, the show's creator's daughter got had the kitty carry all, kitty is it kitty carry kitty carry all yeah she had the actual one still in the box mm-hmm. for for Cindy to or Susan is that yeah. her name Susan Susan to prop up on Cindy's bed which I thought that was so sweet because they they go out of their way to talk about how oh gosh are you talking about his daughter and I can't yeah. think of her name. Because she appeared on the show a few times. She did. Uh, so her name was Hope Juber, but she she is the daughter of Brady Bunch creator Sherwood Schwartz. And so she's been a big part of the Brady Bunch family for since the entire time the show has been on. Mm-hmm. And she even appeared in a few like small bit parts over the years and mm-hmm. different things, which is cool. So she thought it was important that the doll be a part of the house, which I thought was so cool. Cause that must be so special to her. Yes. And to be willing to that give that up that and was share something it. from her dad. And I yeah. thought that was sweet. Yes. Yeah. And then the artwork and the girls, they couldn't find the artwork. So Eve Plum, I guess she's an artist now. Mm-hmm. Drew the artwork based off of looking at like screen stills from uh-huh. the show, and I, I was like, "What? That's so cool! That is cool." Personal I, touches. But she signed it instead of signing it her name. She signed it Jan B. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. So sweet. Kind of jumping back and forth a little bit. Going back to Mike's office. So something they actually added into the room. Because, you know, it's, it was always done on a film screen, a uh, film screen, a sound stu- stage. Let's try all that again. Words. Strike that. Reverse it. Since it was filmed on a sound stage. Nailed it. There was never a fourth wall over where the camera was sitting. So, right. it's, so that's kind of the challenge in a lot of these rooms. Like, all right, what does that awkward fourth wall actually look like? Is it a continuation? Right. Yeah. So, so in this case, what they did, because they had a little bit of square footage left over, they actually put a couple of steps in and it had just like a little raised sitting area with a couple of chairs, which again, not a part of the original show, but it just fit the vibe in the room so perfectly. Yeah. And I just thought that that was like, that's such a cool little idea. That is a cool little idea. Yeah. And then they did a great job with replicating the furniture and all the decor. And just like on the living room side, the fireplace was covered with actual stone and brick and not foam as it was on the original set. I'm like, wow, this is real. It's so real. I love their reaction, though, when they come in and they're like, this is actually real. Like, this is actually happening. Just things that the audience never, ever thinks about. Like, oh, I guess that wasn't like that. Oh, and something else I thought that was cool was on the drafting table, 
something else that was donated by a Brady fan were blueprint copies of the yeah. Brady Bunch house. How on earth did they find that? I don't know. And then they had the original ones hanging on the wall. I forgot that part. Mm-hmm. I do love Barry Williams when he's doing his mic impression and he's like, it's, it's a mighty fine job. And yeah, and you can tell that that room was really special to him because they talk about how he, out of all the kids on the show, probably had the most heart to hearts with uh, oh, his yeah. dad in he that, seriously in that room. needed some life lessons on that show. Oh, yeah. And so it, he felt very personally connected to that room and he thought that... Uh, the actor who played uh, Mike Brady would have Robert been, Robert Reed, I think. Yes, Robert Reed, that he would have loved the way it turned out, which, you know, that's the best thing you can hope for. Also, with the girls' room, I thought was fascinating. So, you know, they came out with the Brady Bunch movies yes. in the 90s. So they could not find the original from the show, but the movie set was, the furniture from that was just a little bit different. So they found the paint. And painted it like it was to the show. Nice. Compared to the movie. So, and I didn't realize that, that with the movie, they did things just a little bit off mm-hmm. than from the actual show. Just, well, also because it was very chung-in-cheek as well. Anything else that we want to share about episode two? No, I don't have that much notes. I kept getting interrupted during episode two, and I couldn't I couldn't get a chance to rewatch it again. So, once again, it ended with everyone getting to come through and look at the space. Everyone loved it. They loved the attention to detail. And, yeah, that I was did, week two. I do have to say, it was really funny watching all of them go in for the, the bathroom reveal. And Christopher Knight that played Peter, I think he was the one that mm-hmm. said, how the hell did all these kids get in here? And, like, how did, how would, how, why would they think that we could function in this exactly. bathroom? <laughs> How? It was the 60s. And then they were like, there's 70s. And then there's the toilet. And they're like, well, there's a toilet in here now. It works. Yeah. So this has been a fun minisode from Motherhood on Tap. We got more to come. Super cheese. More to come. So I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on Patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.